A century. A lot can happen in a hundred years. Thousands of moments, millions of fans. This stadium has transformed from an empty field to a fear cathedral. It's where past and present converge. Here come the volunteers. It's where moments are turned into memories. Everything is riding on this football game. He's dropped to the side by Reggie White. Respond to my text message last night, Schaefer. Oh, I'm sorry. I must not have seen it. <laughs> my idea. I, I must not have seen it. I'm very sorry. I'll take a look right now. I was very disappointed. <laughs> well, you'll have to get over it. Abby was telling me no <laughs> to my idea. I, I didn't get it. He it was, was in jet. You didn't get the message? No. Oh, your new, your new non-iPhone that you chose to buy? <laughs> it's funny. I got Ramon's messages, but not yours. Oh, and Jason got right the here. toil. Sent it to you at six fifteen last night. Okay, I'm gonna text it again. You're gonna have to because I didn't problems. see it. Well, you have to get over it. You have to send it by carrier pigeon. The text message says, "Idea." Let's give Moan flowers, literally, and then I dump a bag of flour on him. Yeah, I'm not cleaning oh, that up. I'm not cleaning that up. No, the hell with that. That. That, sir, will start a whole that is a hey, that is a war path right there. That's Hendersonville High versus Beach High. It's war games going on now. By the way, y'all keep it cool and, and humble Hendersonville with that stuff, by the way. But it's game day. It is game day. It is game day, Jay. You don't win this thing by 35. Because that's a spread. Okay. I'll be doing the show. Like this, moving forward, Jason. I'll see how long you feel like doing that. This is comfortable to me, man. <laughs> For four hours straight without taking it off. If you, if you do that, I'll give you five bucks. Zone TV, you can see it, but those in the yeah. radio audience, Ramon has put on Vol helmet. his number 78 Vols helmet. Yes, I have from 2008. But Jeez. good good stuff. Not like I was shocked. Vol, Vol Films is ridiculous. All their marketing stuff is always good, uh, but really good. 
was. I watched it last night as soon as it hit. We watched it on the big screen Man. at home right after dinner. And, yeah, it does get you psyched up. I don't think Abby realized it was you. She did? Until the end. I was like, yeah, that's Moan. <laughs> then she got it because I was like, that's why I'm watching it. I don't need to watch a two-minute Vols video randomly. <laughs> I saw uh, – it was a bunch of people I knew that aren't Vols fans, and after the video, it was like – Cousin T was one. He was like, I'm Cousin T, and I'm officially now a Vols fan. It mm-hmm. was – it was cool seeing a bunch of folks uh, reach out. J.U. reached out. Shafe reached out. It was a lot of, lot of people, man. Marty from Marty and McGee reached out. It was it was beyond cool, man. Like I said, I had well, a Ryan, small part. Ryan McGee reached out. But yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to be a part of the university again. Y'all know I love the state of Tennessee in general. And I'm a UT Vol guy. Today I got on orange tinted glasses all the way. I will not lie to you. I will not deny that. I am who I am. And Shafe is already injecting me four times a day with some orange. So we're good to go today, Jay. We're checking off all the boxes. Well, we will have Bob Kessling, the voice of the Tennessee Volunteers, a little bit later on in the show. That's and we'll it. get his thoughts on the season. What I mean, this is he's done this a few times with new coaching staffs, but here we go again. We finally get to watch this team in a game that counts and really get a chance to look at the offense. Yeah. Against a team where you should be able to take advantage of them pretty consistently all night long, as everybody has said. And I said yesterday, they're 126 in scoring offense, 126 in scoring defense, they meaning Bowling Green. Yeah. So that was what they were last year, and they're worse this year. Like, this is a bad – there was a time when Bowling Green was, you know, fairly respectable. Yeah. In terms of being an opponent for a Power Five, This that's not what this team is. So this is – this is a good tune-up because Pittsburgh's when the season really starts. It is. But I guess if you're Tennessee at this point, you don't have the luxury of looking past anybody because of everything that's happened in the last few years. No, you don't. And this game should be exactly what it is. It's, it's meant to be, man. Bowling Green gets their check, go home. We get a first look at the new Vols, man. And, and again, it's kind of like preseason in the NFL when you go to spring games. You don't really know what you're looking at. You don't know what the end product is going to be. Heck, we were seeing, what, four different quarterbacks in the spring game. So to finally see one under center, well, in the shotgun behind center, um, to see what this offense really is going to look like. Because now I don't think you can really kind of hold back on what you're trying to do. Because there is there's no idea of just, you know, coasting alone. You want to boat race this team up out the water. You want to have everything that you can um, on full display to show people that, look, we, we heard in a promo like it's winning time. That's you win as much as you can, as big as you can. And that's one thing I know for sure Vols fans have been looking for for a long time. We've looked stagnant, stale, outdated some of the time. And it's just like now, everything that you said you were, we need to see it. Um, I don't know what to expect, I'll be honest with you, because I've I've been down this road of just, okay, this is a great year. This is a great year. We hear all the the, the big talk and everything else. But the thing is with, with Heupel, when we met him, had conversations with him on the show, in person. He don't do a bunch of the antics. It hadn't been a a, a lot, but um, we asked yesterday, it was Trey Wallace, like, mm-hmm. okay, does he have some savage in him? Yeah. You know, and I kind of want to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it's, it's true or not. I don't know what to really expect other than it's, it's the kickoff. And you want to see a, 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 an efficient, fast offense with a defense that can support it. Yeah, I mean, in this job, in that league, you can't be timid. No. You have to almost be out there. That's why, I mean, the SEC, 
when you think about some of the legendary coaches that have come through there, it doesn't mean that you can't be a classy guy and win. I mean, you think about Dave Odom and Dave Odom when he was at Wake Forest, which is when I was in high school, but then he would go to South Carolina on the basketball side. Dave Odom, Dave Odom was kind of a soft-spoken, more dignified just in the way that he carried himself, yeah. but he could also be fiery. And I'd seen it as anybody else that's watched Dave Odom teams have seen it through the years back in the day. Yeah. You look at Heupel. Heupel needs to – he needs that first syllable in his name to, to live up some. He yeah. needs hype to be there. Yeah, he does. Like that, that's what the program needs more than anything else is the swagger that it has not had in I don't know how long because you've had so much turnover, so much change, and so much mediocrity that if you can just sustain something good mm-hmm. and start feeling a little better about yourself – that's going to take you a long way, and I think that the the head coach is where that's going to have to start. Yeah, they got to start getting the in crowd, man. Like, um, I, I think Ole Miss kind of struck a match last year with their program, and I think everybody kind of agrees. Like, oh, Ole Miss may get serious. I think we saw the same thing from Arkansas. Like, oh, they may get serious. Kentucky honestly has been laying down groundworks for the past few years through draft picks. Guys that are that are playing well. I mean, they beat us in kneeling for the first time in 20 plus years. They've done a lot of good things to build their program up. And you got to get to a point where the fan base at least feels comfortable about winning that game, Missouri type games, and just competing. It's just we've been sitting in a rut for a while. And from everything we've heard, um, from people even outside the university, Hypo is a guy you should be excited about, at least on the aspect of scoring points. The offense should be fun, and that's necessary in this day and age of football. Yes, and you do have an opponent where you should look pretty good. I think my my biggest hype, I think probably most people are in this vein. I want to see Milton. I do too. I want to see what he looks like in the offense. I want to see what I've heard about all summer long. His size, his ability to throw down the field. Because when you saw it at Michigan, it wasn't all that great. Right. But how much of that was Michigan? How much of that was Harbaugh just for whatever reason, it just not clicking the way that it needs to there. And what can it look like here? What can it look like in the SEC, Knoxville specifically? I think that that right there is number one. And then it's just, I want to see guys flying after the football Mm -hmm. on both sides. I want to see the offensive line impose their will. I want to see the defensive line push their own line back on their heels. And I just want to see ball hawks Mm -hmm. all over the place. But the tempo is going to be the thing that we're all paying attention yeah. to and how they're able to find a way to get the defense some extra breaths on the sidelines mm-hmm. amidst how fast they're going to move. And and you just feel like it's Swiss cheese they're playing against in terms of def- defensively. So how do you find a way not to just blow your defense up, even in a win, yeah. just – you're gonna that that's gonna be a work in progress to say the least. So it is game day. What's on your mind, folks? Six one five seven three seven one zero four five Titans. Uh, add a bunch to the practice squad, including Des Fitzpatrick and Mason Kinsey. So those of you that wanted him, well, he's still on the team. He's still hanging out on the PS, and who knows? He may be called into action before the season is out. Seven three seven one zero four five Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus next hour. Bob Kessling, as we mentioned. Voice of the Vols will be on with us. And David Baker, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, is going to join us for a very interesting conversation in the final hour of this show. You won't want to miss that. We're off and running on a game day day. in the volunteer state. We'll be right back. It's Jay Martin and Ramon, 104.5 The Zone.
J-Mart and Ramon, 104.5 The Zone on a game day Thursday for several colleges, including my alma mater and yours. Mm-hmm. Western Kentucky tonight against UT Martin. And, of course, the Vols against the mighty Falcons of Bowling Green. Hey, the Falcons. Kick off at 7. You'll hear it all right here on 104.5 Zone. Voice of the Vols, Bob Kessling, will join us a little bit later on in the program. Mm-hmm. Let, that one, let that one burn out for a minute. I know, man. Remember this music Makes me think video. Of the chronic right there. It does. When they do the cutaway and I'll be rolling in my six yep. boat. Even though this may be the early, because it was an old sample, of yeah. course, because so much of that record was old samples. Yeah, it was. Let's go to Tony the Stud. What's going morning, on, Tony? Tony? What's going on? Good morning, guys. Good morning. It is game day. Yes, it is. And oh my gosh, I, I've been waiting for this for a long time, fellas. Uh, for the next several months, we get football every week, whether yeah, it be the NFL, God. whether it be college football. It's, it is the most wonderful time of the year. Who needs Thanksgiving? Who needs Christmas? <laughs> you just need football. That's all you really need. Man, I would tell you all something. I want to talk to the Vols fans this morning. This is a good opportunity for us as fans to give our all for Tennessee today uh, and for the future. This team's going to need us just as much as uh, we need them. Um, so, uh, one of the things that I was reading yesterday that I found really inspirational. Um, first off, Inky, Inky Johnson, I guess, does y'all's midweek motivation every mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not I, – I listened to him. I, I know who he is on your radio show, but I wasn't really aware of what Inky Johnson actually went through until yesterday when I kind of read what happened to him back mm-hmm. in 2006 in the second game of the year. So um, – after reading that column, man, he had a he had an article in 2019 talking about adversity and how you don't just deal with adversity as a player, but you deal with it as a man. And and that's what makes the difference between being good and great. So, man, I'm just I just wanted to say, man, I'm really excited for ball season this year. I think we all know that the expectation is going to be higher than what it was with Jeremy Pruitt than it was with Butch Jones. Um really higher than it highest as it's been since for me, since Philip Fulmer was, was coaching. Um, but I think that as, as fans and as players, we're going to, or as the players as well, we're all going to have to deal with that adversity this year. And as Dinky Johnson said, it's best as, 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 as we live our lives with adversity that we also, um, that we also deal with it personally and, and as men and women. So um, great. Great uh, season. Good luck to the balls this year. I'm picking them tonight. Hey, look, 57-16. I said it yesterday on 3HL. They're going to mm. win by 40-plus. Calling it 41-57-16. They'll finish 8-4 and four this season. I got A&M winning the West to play Georgia. I got A&M going to the title game this year, y'all. Hey, LFG, GBO, uh, let's uh, go, uh, Ramon. Uh, let's Woo! go. There you, Tony. Right, Tony. <laughs> Tony's fired up. 57-16 could happen. 35 point, 35 and a half, I think, the last I looked, was the spread tonight. Yeah. 35 if, if that's and a half. thing that you, that you do. Um, but, I, again, you just want stuff to look pretty crisp. And you do. I do think you, you can't beat them by enough tonight. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know that you, you – I don't know what the response is going to be. But you don't watch this game and then say, well, we're going after Alabama. Like, no. you, you, it's all a process here. Yeah. The game that's the most important, Trey Wallace said this yesterday, and I think we all had already said this uh, individually on this show, Pittsburgh's the biggest game of the year. Mm-hmm. Second game, 
mm-hmm. a 50-50 kind of game against a veteran coach that knows what he's doing, a team that's got some talent. You go and you win that game, then you're probably, pretty assuredly, you're probably 3-0 and as Florida comes in. Yeah. But you've won one game that, that stands out like, okay, all right, that, that, that's one that you easily could have lost. And, and It's crucial. And like you said, it's an out-of-conference challenge. Pittsburgh has put guys in the league as of late. They've played well. Heck, Rashad, Rashad Weaver's here from, from Pitt. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if I, we can get him on and talk some trash sometimes next week, man. Um, but that's going to be a, a good tester for sure. One thing I will say about Pitt, I, I, I know a lot of their fan base has been like, questioning, okay, what is this season going to be for us? They're looking at their UT game the same way we're looking at it also as, man, we don't know where we're getting ourselves into. I'm like, well, if you knew how bad we were, and they're saying the exact same thing. So that game to me is still a toss-up on who's honestly just going to put their foot on each other's neck first. Like, that's what it seems like it's going to break down to. I know that's that's cruel, but it's football season right now. Um, and And this game tonight against Bowling Green is simply a, you respect them, you want to get out healthy, no cheap stuff, and you want to fluidly run offense. And honestly, a defense that gains some confidence, too. There's a lot of guys that are getting first starts on this team or at least putting in bigger roles right now on this defense from transfers, some guys who's been here, to just uh, some young guys getting opportunities. That linebacker group has to show and prove that they're leader types tonight also. Um, that's been a, that's a big detriment this offseason. You lose a guy like Henry Toto, that's taken away a lot. A whole lot, man. He had some offseason arrests. Guys ended up getting uh, kicked off the team and just trying to work their way back. That's just tough, man. And think about this, what all this team has been through in the last year. There was a kid who was a four-star quarterback that got booted from the team also. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it's it's been a big just paper ball thrown into the trash can type of offseason for the most part. And I think that's why people are just – and on the hype train, ready for it to go, and just we're going to see. Like I said, for me, I don't know what to expect because we saw some excitement during the, the spring game, but the spring game is what it is. Get guys out healthy, show a little bit of the offense, and try to move forward in the, in the offseason. Um, got a starting quarterback right now. Also had another guy enter the transfer portal in the, in the quarterback room, and you're down to three, and – Joe Milton's the guy that's, that's coming out on top, and he comes to the University of Tennessee with a bunch of questions also. You made a valid point, though, Jay, by saying, look, I don't know if it was him in Michigan or Harbaugh and their staff. It's a lot to be considered there considering or looking at the fact that he's been on the hot seat for about the last, what, two years at least? I mean, he's a former quarterback who's supposed to be good with quarterbacks, and there hasn't been good quarterback play at Michigan. And there have been guys that you thought were going to be good. Oh, Shea Patterson's going to be great. Yeah, Milton's going to be the answer. It's No one has been the answer there. So the question is, is it something in the sauce at Michigan? Yeah. yeah. Or is Milton kind of an average quarterback? We're about to find that out. We'll find out. Tonight needs to be get a ticket to the show. Mm-hmm. That's what it needs to be. Tonight needs to be. Rick Flair versus George South in 1985 mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah, George South, you get two <laughs> spots in. Outside of that, not only are you going to lose, not only are you going to tap to the figure four, but I'm going to work you over for about three minutes first. Like this needs to be the squash match. Yes, it does. That's what has to happen tonight if you're Tennessee. Mm-hmm. If this thing's close in the fourth quarter, get off Twitter. You're gonna hear it. Ball Twitter is not going to be a fun place to be. It ain't a nice if this is not a blowout. If it is. 
all the haters are just going to say, well, it's Bowling Green. This is sort of a no-win other than you just watch your team if you're a Vols fan, and you just hope that this offense is cooking. Mm -hmm. You hope that it's humming. You hope that it's fun to watch. You hope that guys that you want to see in that uniform in future years are watching that and immediately starting to think, you know what? Knoxville might not be a bad place to yeah. uh, call home for the next handful of years. And and that's going to be the biggest thing, man, as far as um, y- you want in this day and age of football for guys, like you said, who are being recruited by the University, by the University of Tennessee to say, man, I want to be a part. I can pad my stats. I can get better. I can be the quarterback that does this. Man, that offensive line is moving bodies around. That's what you want, man. And um, if if they have that opportunity tonight, they gotta take full advantage of it, man. And back to the Joe Milton thing before I've said it, and now it really means a whole lot. When I asked somebody earlier this year, like, what tell me about Joe Milton? And they said simply, man, he's got a heck of an arm. He's he can big. play, but he needs to be coached up. The last part to me was the biggest. I'm like, well, he's at Michigan. What do you What do you mean he needs to be coached he needs up? Needs to be coached up, like. That that shouldn't be the case there again. Sometimes you go to universities or, or coaching staffs and, and you pick it because you love the school, you love the atmosphere, but you don't really dive into what it actually could do for your career. Um, that was just like if, if I were have went to a school like Boise State coming out of college, that wouldn't have fit my mold. I needed to be in a power, traditional type offense where you move bodies around, and that was more productive for me than to go to a team that was full spread, Appalachian State or something like that, somebody's running the option, or Georgia Tech. Like, you got to pick and choose where you go to, which speaks about the phenomenon of what Megatron was at, at Georgia Tech. If I just segue for a second, he was a guy that was in a run-first type of offense. Mm-hmm. And here he was just just taking over on Saturdays at Georgia Tech. He found a way to make it work, but most of the times you got to go to a system that works. You got to go to a an offensive mind, especially if you're a quarterback that fits what you're able to do. Uh, one guy in particular, Josh Dobbs, also we heard like he didn't look good in practice. He didn't look good in practice. But on game day, he was a different dude. And sometimes you just got to have somebody that understands that, that can walk you through that. Um, and no I know what they look like in practice, they can't play games. Yeah. And if they can play games, then you can overlook some of that. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, look at this Julio situation, the article in The Athletic that we haven't really discussed all that deep yet about Julio not practicing for years, upsetting coaching staffs for a few years, dating back and always kind of being a point of contention. Yeah, but when Julio played, Julio showed up. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if you're a practice warrior if you can't go on Sunday. If you're a practice warrior and you can go on Sunday, awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Beautiful. There's a grand opening and no grand close. Right. But if you're great on Tuesday and you stink on Saturday, you, you don't. You haven't offered me anything. You haven't done anything for me. And the the one thing I would say is, considering that he won the job, and it seemed like over the last month, everybody knew he was going to be the guy. Mm -hmm. He has to look pretty good because this system requires a quarterback knows what the hell he's doing. Yes, it does, man. And and it's fast moving. It's it's all above. uh, And also, it seems to me that you also got to be able to handle Three and out, a quick failure here and now. You can't get down on yourself. I think the maturity aspect of the guy at this position in this offense has to uh, be on the forefront too. Um, but again, from our understanding, guys behind them are ready to go in case it doesn't go their way at some point during the season. Hype has been very transparent about that. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game, man. 
to say I'm hyped is an understatement. Today's my oldest birthday, man. I got a teenager now. I got a teenager, Jay. Our jizzle. Baby, my oldest turned 13 today. So it's a big day all around the Foster household, man. CG pooped twice yesterday. She did. <laughs> <laughs> She's taking over. We were sitting there at dinner time, and she was in her little bumper seat that Babs had given her that Hadley used to use. Yeah. She was just sitting there just bouncing, just acting normal. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there eating, and Abby's like, pretty sure she just pooped. <laughs> kind of look at her. She's got this smile on her face. Baby. Looks like Patrice O'Neal. Yeah. Going to play her haters ball. Poop fest. Hey. She let it rip like a Beyblade. The most diabolical <laughs> haters this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> she did it during your dinner, man. See, you don't give a you know what about nah, y'all. She, she didn't care. She, she Apparently, she gave a lot of you know what. <laughs> hey, that's savvy. Yes, she did. That's savvy for somebody without an iPhone. <laughs> Stop. I thought we were finally going to get uh, out of the green. No, here was conversation the deal. Bubbles. Here was the deal. I <laughs> sat there and I didn't get an iPhone out of spite for the two of you. I know. You know what Abby said yesterday? <laughs> Mo, you're going to die laughing, so don't have a beverage. What, Abby's like, maybe he can't afford an iPhone. Oh! <laughs> Let's shave this on site. That kind of actually pisses me <laughs> yeah. off. He was like, maybe he can't afford an iPhone. It's like maybe you're, maybe you're, maybe you're hurting his feelings. And I was just like, no, no, because he got a new, a really nice new phone. He just got the wrong one. He just got it from. I legitimately was sitting at the computer and had the option to buy an iPhone. Because you said you were looking at it, and we're like, finally. And I looked at it, and I thought to myself, I'm gonna be petty. I'm not getting an iPhone just because those two knuckleheads are trying to tell me and guilt me into it. Stupid green bubbles. For Get over it. Years. Yeah, you're over 40. Be a man. Be a man. <laughs> we definitely thought you were going to do it, Shay. It's my party. I can clown if I want to. <laughs> no, Abby I still don't know why I didn't get your text, to be honest with you. I, I don't different know why. System. why. No, Jay? because I got your text. I got Jason's text you got from a tin earlier can today. on a string in there. <laughs> Digital Actually, doesn't work all that well. My phone's been fantastic. I'm sure it has. <laughs> Said that with a side. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Set that with a side eye right there. Sure it has. It's been great. Safer, what what do you uh what can the Vols do to impress you tonight? Win by four touchdowns, not Was turn the enough? ball over. Well, I, look, that gets a little circumstance. I know it does. So I mean I, I don't want to play that game. Bowling sure. Green's absolutely terrible. It's the first game of the season. It's the first game under a new system. You don't want to turn the ball over. You don't want to make silly mistakes. You want to get out of there playing a fundamentally sound clean game yeah and that's a boring answer but if you want to look at the vols long term go in there dominate Mm -hmm. as best you can Mm -hmm. play good sound fundamental football limit the mistakes don't turn the ball over and feel good about your quarterback absolutely Mm -hmm. you want your quarterback to go in there and if nothing else have a very solid game Uh, guess what i think that's probably what's going to happen like we're going to break down this record before it's over we said we would do this on game day we're going to do this I, I'll just tell you guys next week, we'll be out on Monday, right? So Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, Thursday, Day. Friday, here's what I think we do next week. We do the AFC and NFC East on yeah. Tuesday. We do the AFC and the NFC West on Wednesday. We do the AFC and the NFC North on Thursday. And then we do the AFC South and the NFC South on Friday. With that. With some picks. 
We'll do two divisions a day. We can deep dive into them and really look at them. So today is is the day for college. And, of course, we can sit there and look. Tony the Stud mentioned on in the YouTube chat, what do you think about my A&M pick? Well, it's not just yours. There's a yeah. lot of people that are picking A&M. I, mean, I got to believe it. I got I, I got to see it because I still think Jimbo Fisher's mildly overrated. And until you beat Nick Saban and beat Alabama, yeah, I remember multiple guests coming on this radio station saying over the last couple of months, this Alabama team might be the most talented Nick Saban's ever fielded. Uh, that's enough for me to stick with Bama. I know. Only the only question I have for them is their new OC, which is an NFL and a guy, quarterback we haven't and seen. A quarterback who's, who's got one point four million nil deals, cashing in. Um, yeah, that's those are the two things I worry about. Also, didn't uh, Jimbo get a new deal? Yeah, yeah, he got a new deal. Texas, a hundred some mil. Texas, y- y'all better if you come to the SEC. Jimbo's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. That's a, a statement right there. I think just in state. John in the boroughs next on the line. John, what's, up, what's John? going on? We got you, John. What's going on? Oh, there we go. Sorry, I didn't hear you guys. No problem. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, guys, I, I waited until today. I wanted Tennessee fans to have their honeymoon phase with Josh Heupel Uh-oh. and be excited and, and be happy and, and all this. And I, I'm hoping the best for you because I'm married to a Tennessee fan. And Lord knows the house is a whole lot easier when she's happy. Me too. <laughs> but I'm telling you, as as a guy who is a fan of, of not a Tennessee fan or not a Tennessee team, uh, as someone who's watched – UCF the last three years because they play in the same conference. I'm not convinced that Josh Heupel is a long-term answer. He'll put up 50 points a game, sure, but that's because the other team puts up 47. Every everything he does is a shootout, guys. He's Butch Jones 2.0. He's going to say all the right things, but at the end of the day, it's not going to work out. Okay, John. Let me tell you who I compare him to. And, look, this may not make you feel any better if you're a Vols fan. He reminds me a lot of Jeff Brom, who coached at Western Kentucky and won the games you just talked about. Yeah, He was great. We loved him. Super guy. Down to earth. Uh, just easy to deal with. WKU scored a ton of points. Western Kentucky scored a ton of points, and they gave up a ton of points against everybody. Bowl games that were shootouts. They were fun to watch. But the defense never worked out. They had the wrong coordinator. It just didn't click. The difference is the offense at WKU was not as fast-paced as Heupel's wants to be. But I don't know if you, you know, whatever UCF had, that's not what Tennessee's got. So we've got to find out what Tennessee has, and we have to figure out what Josh Heupel has learned because the guy that Josh Heupel replaced is about to be out of a job at Nebraska. Scott Frost, whatever it was that – People thought he had. He clearly didn't. Mm. So I don't know what what accounts for any of that. But I understand the idea that Heupel is seen potentially as a bridge guy. I definitely understand that. If he's a bridge to something better and he actually puts this program on the right track over the next three years or whatever it is, because you're not competing right now. No one expects you to compete right now. If you expect them to compete next year, I think you're kidding yourself. We don't even know what the sanctions are going to be. This is a long, long, long process, and it gets started tonight, and it gets started in a way where you should feel pretty good about the football team afterwards. If they go out there and they're kind of 
Remember Derek Mason's first game at Vanderbilt, Schaefer? It was on a Thursday night, too, I believe it was. Boy, I've forgotten so much about that era. That game. Error, I should say. I remember coming in the next day, and everybody was just like, that dude did not look like he was ready to be a college football coach. That That's the thing you don't want tonight. You want to look like an SEC team against a team that's not in the SEC. That's what Tennessee needs to look like tonight because there are times when they played non-SEC teams that didn't have much in terms of name recognition, Georgia State, for example. And uh, that that's what you want to avoid. Six I'm going to say this to John. 50-47 to 47 is still a win. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Western Kentucky won a lot of football games. Why Jeff Brom got that Purdue job so, and turned down a bunch of others. Tennessee's an yeah. easy mark, man. Well, it's, 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 it's such an easy, easy mark target. until further notice. And it's it's what, such a target. It's oh, what wow. I said earlier. It's not about the final score. <laughs> it's about the quality of play. How well did you play in commiserate to the opponent? That's ooh, what's most important. Ooh, not, not, the, not the final score. In commiserate. If you score by 50 but you didn't play that well, it doesn't matter. In commiserate. It's a big word for somebody without an iPhone. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five seven three seven one zero four five. What are you expecting tonight? What do you want to see? And you can go ahead and start firing off your record predictions. Today's the day. We haven't really been doing that because we saved it for game day. It is game day tonight. The Vols will play. You will hear it right here on one zero four five the zone. You'll hear more from us right after this here on one zero four five the zone. J-Mart and Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Amber Balls Lane. play tonight here on 104.5 The Zone. Guests appear via the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Bob Kessling, voice of the Tennessee Volunteers. Steve Palazzolo will be with us next hour. Palo what? Yep, Palo whatever. Palo hobo. Palo no no. Bozo. Palo bozo. Palo. That works. Palo, uh, nah, we're good. Wow. Palo make you say, oh. Pala El Paso. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, obviously, the, the Vols fans are out. There's some people that are. I, I didn't see the first tweet. I saw that we have liked a tweet that says, for the record, I hope I'm wrong. I just won't be surprised if I'm not. I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't know what that is. I guess it's about the Vols. There is no telling. It's it's one of those. The Vols right now is, is in a position where it's like, unless you're going to do it. Like, I'm with you unless you're going to do it. Like, yeah. That's where we are. Like, the, as as much as, as we as, as a fan base are toxic, we are. We honestly get a lot of it from our own fan base for the most part, man. It's 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 just how it goes. But it's understandable. Uh, But it's also this. You got to understand we're a long way away from just dominating. We're on the the, the the other side of it right now. You Like you said, Jay, it's a process. That's one thing I agree. Like, it is a process. Legitimately, like, Alabama went through this for years. Yes, they did. Uh, we, talk, we talked a lot about this off air yeah. yesterday. I'm not sure if you were even in the room um, because you were doing something right after the show. But just talking about how difficult it can be for fan bases. Like, I even see one of our listeners right now saying, feeling like 98. No, you're not. No, you're not. We're not. That's what you don't want to do. <laughs> no. Because then it turns into hate. You know? You're not You're not feeling like 98. Yeah. You can go back and watch those highlights if you'd like to. 98, also the amount of points scored against Bishop Sycamore. 
You see them looking for opponents? I thought maybe we should have said, yeah, we'll play y'all. I was tempted. We could grab Ron. Yeah. Brent can be center because his son's snapping. Yeah. Brent's the center. Babs is a corner because she trash talks. <laughs> All day. Blaine is the safety. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey's quarterback? Uh, I mean, he's he a he plays He plays the instrument, man. A little man. short. A little short. A little I mean, short. so was Drew Brees. I mean, if we're going on height for quarterbacks, you, I might be you got few. <laughs> Mickey would be more Doug Flutie. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he's Doug Flutie. Uh, Jay, you're, you're the tight end, man. Receiving tight end. I mean, maybe. Yeah, receiving tight end. Me or Buck. Oh, man. Buck's running back. No, he's too tall, man. Too tall? Too tall. So is Derek Henry. And I have a feeling he, he runs like Phoebe from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am trying to give out positions that you don't. <laughs> Shafe's the DN because he's a savage. You good with a stand-up DN, Shafe? Oh, yeah, bring it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even wearing gloves. Try-hard white psycho, guy. Psycho. Mm. Who was that? Had that a 21-year career being try-hard white guy. It was Jeff, right? Jeff, and he was, Jeff Schwartz was talking about no gloves. He was hesitant, too. He was like, I don't know if I want to say it, but if you see a white guy without gloves on, the guy's a psychopath. What? Cousin Danny, Jay is the blind side. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, Jay. Tony the stud. Mickey is the kicker. Mickey is the kicker. If we're giving if he's a kicker, then he's playing bass on the sidelines. He's the band. He's the leader of the band also. Yeah. Zach Bunn said Babs Island. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Benny Mike. That's good. On zone chat. Set my thermostat at the house before work to 98. <laughs> That's funny. That'll be the closest. That'll be the closest. Closest you get to 98 this year. I'm with it. Man, oh. I was worn out with the 98 talk when I moved here in 2004. For real. Like I said, I lived in oh, South Carolina. I love, well, we get to break, but I lived in South Carolina when Clemson wasn't very good. Tommy Bowden was the coach. Yeah. Every day they were like, man, Danny Ford, we just won the championships. Like, no, that was like 20 years ago, and you almost got the death penalty for that. So Clemson went through this. Oh, for sure. Clemson, Clemson was a team that that fancied themselves a dynasty that for a long time was just sort of. more about this, Jack. Yeah, we'll talk, we can talk more about it. We got nearly, Steve Palazzolo coming up in the second segment next hour also. We, nearly uh, every program except yes. Ohio State's gone And Georgia. Yes. George's Georgia's had some lean years, too. Yeah, they've had some lean years. They've had some lean years? Not maybe as lean okay, as Not others. as long as others. Yeah. Okay, yeah okay. Ohio she State's said. really the only one, I heard that, is really the only one that's Ooh. been able to avoid that. So that's what she said. Second I'm, hour of the show coming up after the headlines. We'll jump out. I'll, I'll tell you more about the Clemson story. We can talk yeah. more about that. Your, your predictions for the Vols, send them to us on Zone TV, on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook Live. Call us 615-737-1045. Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus joins us in 25 minutes here on 104.5 The Zone.